Matchups, hot fire, cold emoji, clowns, all that fucking shit. But really what we got to get into right away is two Stevens making a blockbuster trade. Trey Turner and Alex Bregman are heading to the Yerminators. Carlos Rodon, Max Scherzer, and Tim Anderson are heading to Acuna Matata. Uh, Max Scherzer responded by immediately saying he was hurt and he doesn't want to play for uh, for Troji's team. That's how I took it. Um, not, as big yeah, as the trout. Right. not as big as the Trout trade, but... It's a pretty big deal. What's what's your react? Um, yeah, big big trade. Uh, clearly, a you know, Yerminator ad- admitted that this year has no hope, so he tried to steal some keepers. Um, and I think he, I give him the winner. Initial reaction yeah. is Yerminator's yeah. the winner. Uh, I you you would say I know you wouldn't keep Bregman. What I would say is there's a lot of season left. Bregman, I feel like tends to be a second half player. So I haven't crossed him off my keeper list. I would keep Trey Turner. So I think he gets a keeper. Um, And then for Troji, you know, it all depends on Max Scherzer. If Max Scherzer does just, you know, be out for the minimum, then this could be with Rodon and Scherzer this could be the move that sort of I, I've raved about his offense all year. This could be the move that makes his pitching awesome and his team awesome. But, you know, if Scherzer were to, you know, have a groin that flares up or that type of thing, or he's out for a month, it, it, it becomes a little, a little more. Yeah. I, I, here's where I think Troji missed the mark. I think if you wait a little bit longer till, Steven is completely out of the playoffs. You might be able to just like, cause really the ideal way to trade a keeper, right. Is where you pick and choose every single player you possibly want from the other team, because they don't give a shit. As long as it's not a keeper, go ahead. You can have them. And I, you know, maybe he doesn't want anybody else, but like, I don't know. Um, there's other good players on on, and I don't think Steve. Yeah, is other than at this. Degrom, I would assume. Yeah, yeah there most people are for sale, right? And oh, uh, you know, like Matt Olson. Other than maybe that, Matt Olson, I think yeah, every, I right? Everybody else is is open. So I'm not sure he got what he could have, and I don't think Stephen. I don't know that this is a throw it in towel move for Stephen. Like, is he probably out of it? record-wise anyway, yeah, it's going to be an uphill climb. But I'm not sure this just doesn't flat-out make his team better because his offense is anemic, and he still has DeGrom. And uh, and then he spot starts really well. So um, He's great spot starter. It really he never, never misses a beat. Uh, it'll be interesting. You're right about Scherzer. Like If Scherzer just misses a start and comes back, then you could definitely say Troji cashed in a little offense to, uh, to get – to, to shore up the pitching staff, but I, it's, it's not just a little offense to your point. I mean, those are two, those are two guys. When you look at Troji's lineup that you go, Oh wow. And I don't know that they're like easily replaceable. Um, I don't know. So it would be interesting. And also it I do be. feel like Rodone is one of those guys that could be awesome, could continue to be awesome, but he's not someone that I'm like a hundred percent thinking has figured it out and is just now, an elite pitcher. It would not shock or me. Also, it's another, Rodone has also been injury prone. You know, Max yeah. Scherzer is a guy that we all know 
when healthy, he's amazing. Um, so yeah, you're right. That Rodone, he's been on an incredible run. But another guy that uh, Stephen picked up off the I, waiver wire, I had him for a no hitter, yeah, we, we and was did. able to sell him for an eventual keeper. So yeah. you know, got a fairly crafty for Stephen for as much as as many bad transactions as he made. Uh, that pickup was well done. Yeah, I'll just quickly tell from my perspective. Stephen called me and through the trade. Uh, to me, he goes, what about this trade? And I said, dude, there's no way Troji's going to accept that. And he goes, oh, no, this is what he offered to me. I was like, oh, well, then hit accept, bro. Just hit the button. Right, right. Uh, and he was like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, all right, go. Um, can we quickly do- talk about Vlad- Vladimir Guerrero Jr.? Just Yeah, we, you we can. He's, four he's straight really days, good. four homers, 22 bombs. And that was a tra- preseason trade. So I, I've always regretted my DeGrom trade. But if I did not trade DeGrom, I would not have been actively looking for a fourth keeper to to acquire. So without trading DeGrom, oh. I don't think I'd go get Vlad. And uh, yeah, Mike, let's just say this. Mike gets a lot of texts about Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I'm not. I believe I'm a dick it. About it, and I'm a that's dick what I. I always remember. Like Mike had Vlad, and I was just like, "Why does he have him when he's going to be in AAA for that long?" Yeah. And then he really, you know, he as I, I, I looked at it, he had him for like 180 some games. He had him for a long time, and he was never that good. Um, and it just sort of clicked. I remember I've, I've. I listened to an interview about with Dave Winfield about how like for him, um, you know, he, he always knew he was talented enough, to right. play, but there was sort of this moment where it, it sort of clicked in major league baseball, where he became as good in major league baseball as he'd been in, at every other level. And it seems like it clicked for yes. Vlad, yeah, that Vlad's... everything we're do- seeing is. is well, and it's, I think we always thought like he could be a, 40 50 home run guy like you could just see like his swing and exit velocity and be like yeah this guy could hit 40 home runs i think the fact that he's hitting 340 um is the part that's but in the minors he was hitting like 400 i know i guess my point would be that i fully believe that he's capable of this like in the minors and this is why mike had like this is everything they said he was gonna be um, but I, I also don't kill Mike because it doesn't feel like he bailed that early. Like it does feel like he sort of stuck with it. And then, um, but when I look at the trade, I love that he threw you a pick on the back end. You <laughs> 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 said you traded him for a pick. Yeah, if I could, yeah, yeah it was throw, the, give you Vlad and throw one in. Just, it's just 133rd play. pick for like the 190th pick. So he wanted to move up 70 spots late in the draft and you can have Vladdy if you want. So yeah, yeah. Looks, yes. Looks bad. yes, I do. Thank uh, you. Real quick season ends today. AL MVP. I mean, it's obviously a two man race, Vladdy or Shohei. Who are you giving it to? Shohei. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, Shohei is hard to like, he's, you just have never seen anything like him. So it's hard to be like, you know, he's, you know, Vladdy has better offensive numbers than Shohei. But then how do you factor in the fact that Shohei pitches and does it very it's well? Unfathomable. Right. That's my point. Is that to me it's unfathomable that and he can he can make these five inning starts. Like he doesn't have to throw out QSs. 
He can walk a fair amount of guys. The bottom line is he is a good pitcher pitching five as a starter. He's not pitching a one inning or two innings. He's a starting pitcher. Right. A hundred, like like probably 150 innings. 150 innings. And, and if he would, were to post a two-point-something ERA over the course of those innings and then could hit, you know, 40 home runs, 35 home runs, right, right. I mean, that and and obviously overall just be a really quality – and and he might steal. He could have a 30-30. Like, he's that talented. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's going to – they're going to send him enough times to get a right. 30-30, but he is talented enough. To be I, that I, type of like Acuna, who also right. gets like, <laughs> and shout out to the Angels for finally like taking off the fucking training wheels and not being like, well, he doesn't hit on the day he pitches and he needs a Don't day ever off. Give the, the Angels day after. a shout out. The Angels have Mike <laughs> Trout and Shohei Otani, and every year they finish in last. Don't give That's the fair. Angels a shout out for anything. They're an it's embarrassment just, no, just, as an I, I organization. Just, well, because I'm so down on the Yankees for a lot of reasons, but I feel like the Yankees, if they had Shohei Otani, they would have found a way to been like, well, he doesn't bat the day pitches, and he has yeah. to take a day off the day Shohei after. Rules. Yeah, Shohei it would just been like, yeah. just let the fucking guy ball. Uh, yeah, so anyway, that is true. Um, and then I, not to spend too much time, but if the if the the season ended today, NL MVP, do you give it to Degrom? I mean, or do you do you give it to no. Acuna? Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, I do think you, the debate about who's the bigger MVP, Shohei or DeGrom, is, is worth having. I think Shohei wins it, though, for what we just talked about. But, no, I, I hate – at the end of the day, I hate giving a pitcher. Pitcher, the MVP. MVP. That, but what if, the pitcher, what if the pitcher has more RBIs than he has earned runs allowed, though? I mean, you are correct that if there was – if Justin Verlander has one and, – and what upsets me about Justin Verlander is I think he only got his because he had 25 wins. And we sort of know how irrelevant wins are. Like, Valverde right. that year didn't blow a save converted every single save like that that has something to do with when you you know go uh, when you're up four to two in the and you only pitch seven innings right so wins don't have much to do and i think that so i i hate that he won one so if he were to end up like that and verlander has one certainly fucking Degrom deserves one right Um, but in general right now if i were to choose one um God, I don't. Who the fuck's well, in the NL? I, 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 yeah, I, right? I feel like the Mets' offense is anemic, and Jacob Degrom's offensive numbers are good enough yeah, where it's like, I, can, I we mean, get a, can we get him some pinch hits or something? Get him in there. You're right about that. Uh, get him out um, left field. Show hey him. Um, or or right, at least like when you play in um, when they anytime they do interleague, it, yeah. why not DH him? Why not see yeah. if he can pull a show hey? Yep, I love it. All right, let's get into matchups. You go first. Who you got? Um, so we'll start. We'll continue to start at the top of the league. So I'll start with you, um, Paul versus Steven, which is going to be a win. Oh, um, good pitching in know. this matchup. Just, just oh, spoiler God. alert. So spoiler alert. You won eight to four. You hit twelve homers, thirty nine RBIs, two eighty eight, sixty eight OPS. So you, your offense is good. You won five of six hitting categories, but you also won ERA with a five point three one. Whip with a 1.54, QS with a with three, and you had zero saves. You didn't win that category, but it's just <laughs> worth noting that you failed to have one save. So your pitching was awful, and you come away with an 8-4 win. Um, Justin Turner, on the hitting side of things, three homers, 400 average, 1.378 OPS. 
Um, your MVP, though, of your team is yeah. Vlad. Yeah. Uh, five runs, three homers, eight RBIs in the week. He stole your one base. You had one stolen base, and it was Vlad, <laughs> believe it or not. He had 450, 1.527 OPS. Um, on the pitching side of things, Kikuchi and Matthew Boyd pitched at 13 shutout innings. Um, you only had three QS. They had two of them. I think you lost wins with two. Great. And they had one of them. So that was pretty much your pitching. Your least valuable player were your Yankee pitchers. Chapman and Herman combined to go four and two thirds, 15 hits, 11 earned runs. And four and two thirds, that includes Chapman. You would assume some Ks. No, two. You got two Ks. Yeah, that's the, so bad. And, and you know what? You bring up the one save. I think I lost saves one to zero. And Chapman, in that game where he let up four hits, four earned, was in a great save situation, would have tied me that category. He's awful. He He's the worst. I hate him. Um, okay. So then on Steven's side, Steven had a 7.15 yeah, ERA. Right. Right. Seven point, and, and that includes many, six shutout innings from Degrom. So yeah. take away six shutout innings from. Uh, just imagine Stevens' ERA on the season without Jacob Degrom. Um, so he was throwing out Jackson Kowar and Martin Perez combined for three starts because he picked up Martin Perez once and then picked him up again. They went four <laughs> innings, fifteen earned runs. Four innings. 15 earned runs and three transactions, three of the six transactions yeah, in order yeah. to achieve that. And then I've mentioned this guy before, Eduardo Rodriguez went four and two thirds inning, six earned. He has a 6.03 ERA on the season and he's owned him the whole season. So he, I think he drafted he's had him. that. Yeah. Yeah. He drafted him without a doubt. Yeah. But I will say his MVP, and I mentioned him earlier, he Matt might Olsen. be keeper status. Uh, Matt Olson who had yeah. four runs, three homers, seven RBIs, hit 400 with a 1.408. On the season, he's hitting 289, and this is as of yesterday, 289, 41 runs, 18 homers, 47 RBIs. So he's awesome. Well, and I think um, almost, might one, keep him. Might yeah, keep him. almost a 1,000 OPS. I mean, he's he's raking. Um, okay. All right, I'm going to uh, go next, which I don't know. I don't know that this is okay. Oh, Jake versus Troji. That's where I'm going. Jake versus Troji, and I'll just I'm going to just say right off the bat, this was an impressive matchup. Both teams really showed up on pitching and hitting, and the rest of the league was lucky that these guys played each other. Um, and Jake stays hot with a seven-five win. Had a really big Sunday. So listen to this on Sunday, Jake batted. 436, had four home runs, 15 RBIs, and he won home runs by four. He won RBIs by eight. He won batting average by .01 and OPS by .11. So those four categories, he essentially flipped uh, or at least basically closed them out with a massive Sunday. Um uh, and J- Jake had 13 bombs. His MVP offensively is, is the ageless Nelson Cruz. I feel like this isn't the first time that I've given him the MVP. I don't know what the deal is with Nelson Cruz. He hit three homers. Uh, and by the way, I've noticed that Carlos Correa has been really good since Ben dropped him. What an idiot Ben is for dropping him. I, I said the whole time, don't drop Carlos Correa. He hit 364 this week with an over 1,000 OPS. Uh, and Jake's pitching 
was also solid. A lot of guys were solid, but I'm going to highlight his spot starts. He picked up Andrew Heaney and Adam Wainwright. Both had a quality start and both had a win with uh, two or less earned runs. So uh, big win for Jake, or Jake and, and big Sunday to kind of flip that. He, I think he was losing that matchup uh, going into Sunday. Uh, Troji yes. actually won ERA and whip. Um he had four pitchers that had four quality starts, two wins, 24 innings pitched, and only three earned runs. And there's some household names. You had Tucker Davidson, Patrick Sandoval, Cole Irvin, and James Caprillion. I mean, those guys, yes, of uh, course, they're uh, going to dominate. I do know also for Troji, he left a quality start and I think a win on the bench on Sunday. You mentioned Sunday. Oh. But he said he did it to win ERA. Um, so it was oh. a strategic – Maybe a, a a misstep, but you know there was. It's not like he was just not paying attention. Right. There was no, and, a, and a design the thing, to it. The one thing I do know about Trudy, if he wasn't paying attention and he did make a dumb, it made a dumb decision or made a dumb mistake, he would admit it. He's not the kind of guy that's going to just lie <laughs> and be like, come up with some asinine reason why he did it on purpose. So that's well not Trudy's well mo. Played. Uh, Hey, by the way, isn't James Caprillion a Yankee, a former Yankee? Yeah, that we, we traded have... him to the A's Sonny Gray? for Sonny Gray. Sonny yeah, Gray. Okay. You're right None about that. Those guys are on our team. The A's are silly, by the way. Just like the the fact that they really do this is. every year. Um, yeah. I, I, I do want to just, uh, for Troji, offense was solid. Uh, did lose those tight categories, but Jordan Alvarez and Acuna were dope. Uh, Trey Turner, four for 23 last week. So maybe that fed into the recency Yeah, he's mad at him. He was mad at They had a manager's meeting. He said something a little shitty, and he was like, guess what, bitch? You're out. You're out. All right. Out. I didn't know that. Troji should have told me about his, his, his right. meeting. All right. All right. Moving on to the Ben. Norris versus oh, wait, Dahlberg. Wait. Can I, just, can oh, I, I just got a live text. Done? I got a live text from Stephen McGee. Turner's four for four tonight. First game for, for Stephen. So he's okay. very excited. Is about the new Trey Turner pickup. Okay. All right. right. So here we go. Uh, Ben versus Ben. And it was a Norris who won this one handily nine, two to one. Uh, This puts Norris into the, he's got a winning record, 55, 54 and 11 and and into the playoff hunt. He's right in there. Uh, He had 47 runs, hit 306 wins. He had seven saves. Um, It's a lot of fucking saves. saves. Um, Bogarts, Tucker, Kyle Tucker, Salvador Perez, all had over a hundred a thousand OPSs, but his MVP without a doubt was Bo Bichette. Um, that dude who he is even raking tonight against the Yankees. He had 10 runs last week, 10 runs in one week. He uh, went deep twice, five RBIs. He stole a base, uh, 444 average, 1.223 OPS. His least valuable player was also on the offensive side without a doubt. Dominic Smith of the Mets was one for 21. Um, so that, that doesn't help things. Um, on, on the pitching side, Kershaw, Stroman, Garrett Cole, and uh, Bassett on the A's combined for four quality starts and five wins. And he had five quality starts and six wins on the week. So, so that's pretty much his pitching right there. But I mentioned the seven saves. Four of those were by Craig Kimbrell, who he got in the trade for Roke. I didn't realize this. Craig Kimbrell has 18 saves, a 0.66 yeah, ERA, awesome. and a 0.70 whip. Guy's amazing. I thought he was his career was yeah, over I gave up on him, a couple right? years ago. Um, right. Dahlberg on the other side, this Ben is going in the opposite direction. Yeah, he uh, is like two, he's, he's seeking two 18 right and now. four. Two 18 and four 
over the last two weeks. That takes him from, and we kind of called it a, you know, we thought it was a correction here. Like we, yeah, we yeah, saw this trending yeah, ever yeah. since he tied Roki six to six. I, I saw this coming um, <laughs> on the offensive side of things. Reese Hoskins. Oh, for 19 Trevor story one for 14. I will say pitching. Uh, his MVP, Wade Bueller, had 13 shutout innings, two quality starts, two wins. Um, on the season, he's 6-0 and with a 2.38 and a 0.94 whip. I had Wade Bueller last season and made the decision not to keep him. But I did keep Glaber Torres. So, you know. I think Trevor's story is an interesting guy. And uh, he's had a really average year, obviously plays in Colorado. And I think he's a free agent soon, if not this year. No, he's definitely next... a free agent after this year. Okay. No, he's a okay. free agent after this year. So he's it'll be interesting the... to see what happens with him. He's still an elite defensive shortstop, so, and he has pop, but – you know, is he the Francisco Lindor? Uh, like, does he is he moved at the deadline? Does someone pay a big price to get the rental shortstop? Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. I agree. All yeah. right. Are you done with that one? Yep. All right. Did I'm I do go the other to... team? Yeah, I did the other team. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm gonna go yeah. right to you, man. Aco versus Bart, and you pulled it out, man. You sent me a text early in the week where it looked like my, you may as well just stop playing offense because it looked over. And uh, you pull out a 6-4-2 win, and you were carried by your pitching. I mean, a, a huge pitching week. 82 strikeouts, 8 quality starts, a 2.82 ERA, a sub-1 whip. Three saves, by the way, which is like your season total. Uh, in saves. Yeah, I had like uh, 10 okay. coming into the week. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good uh, contribution offensively across the board for you. Yuli Guriel was very good. But I, I, again, I'm going to go back to the pitching. Zach Wheeler's having a ridiculous season. He went eight shutout with 12 strikeouts. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough, spot start, very well done. Six shutout. Uh, but I really, I actually enjoyed the most about your team was your second time least valuable player. Ryan Mountcastle, two for nineteen oh. this week. Two for nineteen this week. You've 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 had two Ryan Mountcastle runs, and he's won two LVPs for you. Although he was good last week in the matchup against me, uh, he he did was. Not and and over. my only the only problem with that is that I he actually won AL Player of the Week that week. I just picked him up on like Wednesday or Thursday, so I did miss. <laughs> I picked up him up, and he he played really well. But yeah. I, I didn't get enough to where he was my MVP of the week um, yeah. that one week. But certainly got enough where he was my LVP. Okay. Yeah, yes. Uh, Mike uh, has this weird team. We talked about it when we did the May uh, breakdown. But he has like he bats for a high average, scores a ton of runs, but doesn't have a lot of pop. And he did it again. He batted 290, but only an 800 OPS, only 26 RBIs, uh, but had 37 runs and 10 stolen bases. So, um, you know, kind of a weird and offense. Didn't he hit, I mean, nine home runs? We had like nine or ten yeah, nine, home runs. Like nine. For, nine. To only have 26 RB, that's the thing. Is it his, yeah, his team just does, is it like is yeah, every player on your team the leadoff hitter? Yeah, <laughs> they I don't know. Uh, the one guy who was phenomenal and shoved it up your ass the entire week was Starlin Marte. He was uh, mm. 14 of 28, so batted 500. He had eight runs, two jacks, four stolen bases. Uh, I would put and, him in the category of most underrated baseball player. Like just period. Yes. 
Yeah, you know what? Um, you know, Mike play for the pirate, too, yeah. like underrated team, like small market, really yeah. good player. Really good player. He really is. And has been, like from a fantasy perspective, he's every single year in that like 30 to 40 range where you're like, I'm not going to keep Starlin Marte. And then oftentimes puts up numbers that you're like, well, like would have been fine keeping him. He did a lot better than a right. lot of other keepers. Um, pitching for Mike, not good. You know, he had five of his 11 starts were quality, a 4.26 ERA. So that would have won ERA for in, against me or Steven. So he's playing the wrong person. Uh, had one great start from Taiwan Walker, who's actually having a great season. I didn't know that about Taiwan Walker. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Um, yeah, and uh, the guy that killed him, though, Nick Pavetta, he pitched twice. Went nine and two thirds, eight earned, a one point eight six WHIP, and a seven point four five ERA, and nothing that he did was quality in his start. So two two starts and nothing to show for it. Uh, that's the that's the Acre versus Bart, Bart matchup. We got one more, right? Yeah, one more is uh, Turtle versus Roke, and as of course you know, Roke. We he has not won since those first two matchups. After those two matchups, I was hyping him. And he's lost every single matchup since then. So, of course, he wrote, he lost. No, he did tie once, but he hasn't won yeah, okay. every, any matches. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, 7-4-1 yeah. um, versus Turtle. Uh, I will say Roke won the hitting categories 3-2-1, which is just sort of a testament to Turtle's team. Like, he, he, he is not that great a hitting team. His pitching, though, 2.41 ERA, a 0.87 whip. Obviously, Roki won saves because, you know, Roki's a saves beast. That's the only thing he cares about. Um, for Turtles Week, Otani only got eight at bats, which is weird. But he was four for eight with four runs, a homer, two well, RBIs, and he stole a bit. So. Did he only get eight at bats or did Turtle fuck up getting him in the lineup because he pitched this week and Turtle got him into the pitching and forgot to move him back into the hitting? I do question. You never know. Yeah. Um, but Pete Alonso hit 368 with three homers, a 1.323 OPS. But again, Turtles hitting is not what gets it done. Austin Meadows was one for 17. And Tommy Edmond, you know, the guy in the Cardinals who like plays yeah. all the positions. And well, yes. he hasn't stolen a base in a long time. And he went four for 23 on the week. So just when he's not stealing bases or getting hits, he's killing you. On the pitching side of things, though, Turtle got seven quality starts from seven different guys, and he owns all of those guys. None of those guys are available for you or I. He's going to continue to throw those out. His pitching is just so good. And one of those guys is Aaron Savali. Is it Savali? Savali, yeah. The Indians guy, Um, yeah. He went eight innings, one hit, no runs, 11 Ks. On the season, he's nine and two. He has nine and, wins. And, and he's, be, he's the best pitcher on the Indians. ERA and one, yeah. Oh, right. With Bieber's ERA yeah, and Shane now Bieber with Bieber, yeah, is not right. Shane Bieber, not the best pitcher on the Indians. And he added uh, Savali on May 19th. So nice little pickup there. For Roke, he won, an o- he won OPS with a 775, and Turtle had a 775 OPS. So he won Wouldn't OPS it, by but- the smallest of margins. Yeah. yeah, how much would it suck, by the way, if you were an Indians fan and you drafted Aaron Savali and then dropped him at some point and didn't? No, I've him. already talked to Ben. No, you called. You mentioned Ben. Aaron Savali <laughs> is one of Ben's best, best draft picks, yeah. and then yeah. he somehow dropped him. It's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> um, so, but he still has Blake Snell. Blake Snell. He does still have Blake Snell. So Turtle barely lost to Roke in OPS by the like thousandth of a percentage. I, and his his uh, 
Tommy Edmond on Sunday Night Baseball was 0 for 4. So that uh, might have had something to do with just it. For Roke, yeah. I will say for Roke's offense, a shout-out to Gary Sanchez. Uh, hit 294 yes. with a 941 OPS. He's not that good, but and he hit a home run tonight. But I did, tonight. I did say he wasn't the Yankees starter. He's definitely the Yankees starting catcher. Yeah, he's um, back. That he's back. Asian boy, not so much. Um, Sucks. And then our MVP Gene Sakura for Roke, um, eight RBIs yeah. hit 476 with a 1.208 OPS. Um, I will say on the week, one quality start, one win, 5.45 ERA, and 30 Ks. He only made six starts, so it's possible Roke was like, I don't care because I'm terrible. Yeah. But it was bad. Brady Singer did have his one quality start, six innings, three earned. But Dane Dunning was his least valuable player, four innings, four earned. Because I don't know who Dane Dunning is. But uh, yeah, you went out and picked uh, him up just for him to shit the bed. Maybe right. you should – if you're not going to try, uh, don't try yeah, with I was, Dane Dunning. Yeah, don't try – and I was about to try to explain who Dane Dunning was, and then I realized that I don't even care about that. Like, I know who he is, and I don't even want to talk about it. Um, all right, those are the matchups. Uh, all right, and, and standings-wise, Jake and I are, are neck and neck, and that's important because there's money on the line if you if you win first place. And right I think Ben separated – if you look, like, I'm the best of the worst. We have Roke. Oh, okay. Steven. Now Dahlberg is a half game behind me. After, Which, by so the way, this, yeah, when it comes down to money, there's three things that matter. There's first overall, which is a dead heat. There's making the playoffs, which is, uh, you know, between the four teams. And I, I'd even, you're not quite there yet, but you're one big matchup. Yeah, that's where there's a little bit that. of a gap, right, is, yep. is and then me there's, getting into that. Yeah, and then there's uh, the last place because there is a last place fee and – while Roki is, uh, you know, he's he's still, you know, uh, Smiggy is making a run right now. Seven, seven, <laughs> uh, seven back. So, anyway, yeah. All right, hot colds. I'm gonna go hot. I'm gonna go hot first, and I got something here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Instagram model Alicia Jane, aka Ayesha. I think is how she goes. Um, and she's she is kind of. I'm googling okay. this, by the way. As okay. soon right. as you mentioned it. Yeah, but if you remember last year, so Alex, do you remember last year the Suns were awesome in the bubble? Hey, are the you paying Suns? attention? Yeah, the do you remember the, yeah, they went like 8-0 in the bubble to make like the, the play. They were like one of the teams that got invited. If you remember in the bubble, they invited like the, the end of the regular season, they invited like the top 10 teams. Like the Knicks were not invited to the bubble. Yeah, the of course. The Hornets weren't invited, yeah. The Suns went 8-0 and to get into like – the final, they got to play like a game to get in the playoffs. And oh, they missed okay. the playoffs. But they went undefeated in the bubble regular season. Well, she, um, while this was going on, she said pre-bubble, she gave eight of the Suns players blowjobs in the same Oh, night. I remember her. Yeah, it's just kind of like, her. yeah, assembly line of dick she worked through. And she was very proud that Devin Booker was the first in line of the of the dongs that she encountered. Uh, but anyway, fast forward to this year, the Suns make it to the NBA Conference Final, and she t- tweeted and basically took credit for their success and anointed herself the Suns head coach with thong photos. And so the Suns are hot right now. She's hot right now. Uh, and it's great team bonding, by the way. If you're an NBA basketball team, find someone that will suck all your dicks together. And you can just high five and get better as a team. Uh, so kind of a different approach. Uh, Aliza Jane is hot. Yeah, and, and I will say when I imagine that scenario in most situations, I tend to feel like, is there a drug addiction? Is there prostitution? Like, is there something negative? But it seems like she is so happy. 
yeah, she's, she's so excited. willing to just greet the dongs that it, it does, like you said, it feels like a bonding experience because right, of right. her excitedness. You can't tell me that when Devin Booker drives and no looks out to Miles Bridget, there's a little bit of like, yeah, we, we got our dick sucked together and I know exactly where you're going to be on the court. So, yeah, I think. Right. It's and, I, and I guarantee Chris Paul was like, what's her number? Like, I don't, yeah, I don't feel was, like yeah, one of like, the guys. Yeah. As the leader, uh, I think we need to call her out. Exactly. Um, great. Okay. That's my hot. Love it. Um, so my hot is, and I'm super excited about this, my hot is Des Moines, Iowa. I'm going oh. back to Des Moines, Iowa in two days. I haven't been to Des Moines, Iowa since November of 2019. Um, what a great I, I didn't even know what COVID-19 was the last time I was in Iowa. And I'm excited to go there because I don't even know if they know what COVID-19 is. Like, I don't think their governor told them during the whole thing. I think she was like, no, none of this is real. You guys heard this You guys just need to roll through it. Uh, right. This factory stuff is lies. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm coming in Thursday. Uh, a member of this fantasy league, Roke, will be there to pick me up at the airport, visiting Classy, my pops yeah. on Father's Day. Um, excited to go to all the Des Moines haunts, Jesse Embers, you know, gotta go gotta there. Tasty's yep. the walnut. I'm sure I'll see Darren at 300. So if you live in Des Moines, Iowa, you're hot. Cause I'm, I'm excited you to coming. see you. Yeah. I'm coming right. for you. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. Hot. That's awesome. That'll be a fun, fun trip. All right. Uh, why don't you stay hot with your cold? If that makes sense. Cold face emoji. What do you got? Um, so my cold is going to the movie. Like, you know, we've, I've been starting to see all these advertisements, like movies are coming back. Um, right. And there's, there's a fast and the furious, like 47 is dropping. Um, all these different movies are dropping and And I have no idea why anyone would have an interest in going to the movies. First of all, movies are too long. I, I think, we we've learned from streaming that you can just break these up into episodes. <laughs> you have my attention yeah. for about right. 90 minutes. If you can't do it, then you've got to add a commercial break or something like that. Right. And also when I'm at home, I, you know, I, I'd like to, I, I can pause it. Even if it's a movie, I could say, I, I right. need a break. Let, let's put a pause on this. First of all, there's only so many theaters that will serve you, you know, alcohol, you, you yep. can't pause it at a theater. You couldn't like ask around and be like, can we all as a collective audience agree we'd like to stop this for about five minutes and, and regroup? You know, when you go get, when you need a refreshment, when you need a, a bathroom break, the movie continues while you're gone. You missed right, the whole yeah, thing yeah. you paid for. Right. I just don't understand why people would go to the movies. And also, while I'm talking about that as a cold, I want this to someday be a hot. I've talked about this with my wife. Books, I, I'm always been a book guy. And with the new streaming way we, we do things, I've always felt like the reason why books, my favorite books suck as movies is because to condense a book to a movie is impossible. It'd be like the movie would have to be like eight hours long. for right. it to, yeah, yeah, it, And now yeah. you can do that. Now you can break it into a, an eight, like Queen's Gambit, if you've seen that on Netflix, which is a yeah. great... Little series was a was a book that they you know if you would have tried to turn that into a two hour movie yeah you couldn't have done it so I love are the best thing yeah limited series are my favorite because they don't when you get those TV shows that they just keep making seasons because they're making money and then they the quality of the show 
deteriorates. You, and right. you get to like season three and you're like, why am I still watching this fucking garbage? But also you're and, watching season three and it's like season one feels dirty now. Like, no, right. they, they, yeah. this guy's a bad guy? Like, what? Right, no, exactly. No. Yeah, it ruins the whole show. Whereas the limited series just has a start. It's, you're, you're right. It's a really long movie. With breaks, there are just uh, there are just so many books I've read that I've been like that now that I think of I I, I don't understand why they're not turning them into little miniseries. They're great. All right. Very good. Good cold. All right, I got my my cold. Um, Aaron Carter. Do you remember Aaron Carter? Of course, I know who Aaron. Carter yeah, he's is. brothers of Nick Carter. He's famous. Of he the beat famous Shaq. Boy. It should be noted. He beat. He Shaq. made the song. That's how I beat Shaq. Yeah, great song. Anyway, while he may have beat Shaq, he actually had a celebrity boxing match this weekend against Lamar him. Odom, uh, who happens to be ten inches taller and seventy pounds heavier than Aaron. And guess what? Lamar beat the fucking shit out of him and, I mean, pummeled him. I watched the highlights, and in summary, it's a really small white guy getting his ass beat by but a gigantic Did you notice Lamar's guy. build was like a normal person? Like, he did not look yeah. like... No, he no, he's a not. little bit he's like not, you and I when they yeah. Yeah, so so uh, Aaron Carter's "That's How I Beat Lamar Odom" song is not going to be released. <laughs> he did not beat Lamar Odom, and Aaron Carter is cold. He was probably already cold because you know he's Aaron Carter, and he, yeah, his face tattoos now. He's another guy who is a child yeah. star that you feel like there's a lot of mental illness there, or substance right. abuse, or something isn't right. right. Um, it's not sure. good. It's not good. All right, clowns. Uh, I'm gonna go. And I'm going after uh, Rob Manfred, really for a lot of reasons. And I'm going to mo- mostly fa- focus on the new crackdown on the foreign substances because I want to first start with the whole reason we're worried about foreign substances. And that's because Rob decided we needed to deaden the baseball. Like, I guess we had too many walks, strikeouts, and homers. And of those three things, he decided it'd be best if we get rid of some of the homers. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not sure of that that was the problem. Yeah, so, at this point, I would be like, give them aluminum bats and fucking tennis balls. <laughs> like, like, so, Rob, yeah, Rob makes the pointless decision that allows for less offense and so the pitchers are kicking ass, and then he decides after decades of turning a blind eye to pitchers improving their grips, he's going to enact a rule to crack down on that. And in you the know what the, pen- of the season? Yeah, in middle the of the season. Of the season. And do you know what the penalty is? Did you read the penalty? Ten games, right? With pay. So if you're a Tigers pitcher in August and your team is awful and you're just like, you know what? I don't give a fuck if you suspend. I get to go home for 10 days and get paid instead of watching playing for this shitty squad. So, yeah, I don't think this is going to stop it. And then let me further it by players were talking about how sunscreen plus rosin creates kind of a sticky uh, grip. And so part of he has he has now said that that is illegal. But keep in mind, rosin is sitting on the mound, and you can use the it at any time. So basically what you're but saying you've is – you've seen Tyler Glass now, right? You've seen him blame his injury? Yeah. Have you seen Tyler Glass now? Oh, no, I haven't. I haven't. He said oh, because he, he doesn't he, have sick. He, but you see, he's a, he might need Tommy John. He's yes. blaming his injury on the foreign substances. He's saying he used sunscreen, and sit over the, his past two starts since he stopped using it, he had to grip the ball differently, and he he last start he was just as good. He pointed out 
but it caused the next day he woke up and he said, my body felt totally different. And to pull this, he, he blames his injury on um, the fact that he was using foreign substances and all of a sudden had to stop. He said, if I could have trained differently in the off season, that might've been different, but to yeah. like have me pitch this way. And then all of a sudden be like, no, it fucked me up. Yeah. Well, so, so anyway, that I, I, who knows if that sounds like some made up shit, Tyler, but whatever, maybe it's true. I, um, I do want to then go back. If Rosin's on the mound, you're basically telling players they can't wear sunscreen. And I just hope that somebody goes on the IL with a severe sunburn. I really want that to happen. Uh, that would be so just, <laughs> Gets the IL with the sunburn. So, yeah, I, I think the whole thing is stupid. And, by the way, Vladimir Guerrero is just going nuts. Shohei Otani is ridiculous. All of this is happening this week. And instead, we're talking about pitchers using grip stuff because rob manfred is just finding ways to fuck baseball up um so and he's, the he's narrative the of baseball that's like even if baseball isn't as bad as the media portrays it to be all you hear in the media is all the problems with baseball and that that's what sucks yeah yeah and is the commissioner that's your fucking job get it together rob all right who's your clown uh my clown of the week is Le'Veon bell um now yeah. If we've been doing this podcast for years, this might have been like his 36th time. Yeah, he's got a lot of of stuff. Yeah, him and Uh, Kyrie. This week he called out Andy Reid on Instagram and he said, I'll never play for Andy Reid again. I'd retire first. (laughs) Um, Which was sort of like, wow. You know, I'm an Andy Reid guy and I think in general most football fans would say he seems like a jolly green giant. Um, But so we sort of – he got a lot of heat for it. And he clarified his statement by saying, and I'm going to emphasize the words that he wrote in all caps box. I also have my rights for how I feel about my personal problem with dude because of what he said to me. So that's it. That's all we know is that apparently Andy Reid said something. And this is why you're clown of the week, Le'Veon. Is first of all, you're airing your laundry on Instagram. And Twitter, which I I hate. I I absolutely hate that. If you were to release a statement, like whether it be a long written statement or a public, you know, video, but to just write these little little quips, so to speak, are so obnoxious. But you also call out Andy Reid for something he said to you, but you won't tell us what it is. So Andy Reid could have, you know, Andy Reid could have dropped something racist, right? He could have demeaned Le'Veon, or maybe he said. Le'Veon, you're not an you elite suck. back anymore, and I need you to play a role. And that's what Le'Veon's so offended by. So, like, it, it's just such a, a, a not you to call someone out like that. The most cowardly move you could do is then to not tell us what you did. If you're a man and it's worth calling him out, then tell us what he did. And I also have to point this out that over the last two years, on 327 carries. He's averaging 3.4 yards per carry. So when you say, I'd retire first, you're Shit. 29 years old. It almost seems like the NFL might make that decision for you real quick. So I don't know if it's time to start like belittling like which coaches you would play for as opposed to be like, whatever you need from the NFL, I'm fucking unemployed and I'm available. Right. And I'm available. So cloud of the week, Le'Veon Bell. That's very Which also, well I, I do you remember? I also at the time he sat out that season. I wondered 
if that was going to be a new trend. Like, I wondered if, like, this is what guys are going to do. And he came back, and he got paid, I will say. The Jets gave him a, a heap of money. But he just completely shit the bed. Well, and hold on. He got money from the Jets, but he actually ended up making less money than what the Steelers had offered him, like, originally. Or not not any more than what the Steelers had offered as far as like an extension at the time. And you're right. You do kind of wonder, he kind of never stayed in shape and then just never was good again. Um, yeah. And I actually, in researching this, I looked at his Twitter and he got into arguments with some people like, what do you think since 2017, my talents just evaporated. And it's like, it was like well, that was yeah. four years ago, guy. And I don't know what happened, but. I, my eyes don't deceive me, and you're yes. not that good. So. That's exactly what we think happened, Levion. Your, <laughs> your your talents evaporated. And by the way, I just well, last thing: running backs after the amount of years that he's played and the amount of oh, carries that the Steelers put him through. An ancient, yeah, well, ancient and also the the Steelers were like, okay, we're we got two plays: Levion on the run, Levion on the pass, and they did that yeah. for like four years and yeah that's about it that's about nfl backs like bro you're not some superhero when you get the ball and you get crushed by nfl players for four years 400 probably a year yeah yeah that's gonna wear you out all right all right well we'll see you next week uh you know what i want to do next week i want to go through each team with a trade with a trade that we would uh yeah you keep hyping it this is upsetting because now we have to deliver so no i want to deliver it Okay. See ya. And the story is about, you guys have probably heard about this before. It was a young man who, you know, he wanted to make a lot of money. And so he went to this guru, right? He told the guru, you know, I want to be on the same level you are. And so the guru said, if you want to be on the same level I'm on, I'll meet you tomorrow at the beach at 4 a.m. He liked the beach. I said, I want to make money. I don't want to swim. Guru said, if you want to make money, I'll meet you tomorrow, 4 a.m. So the young man got there at 4 a.m. The old man grabs his hand and said, how bad do you want to be successful? He said, real bad. He said, walk on out in the water. So he walks out into the water. Watch this. When he walks out into the water, it goes waist deep. So he's like, this guy crazy. Adrian, he's like, I want to make money. He got me out here swimming. I didn't ask to be a lifeguard. I want to make money. My man like, I'm about to go back in here. This guy is mine. So the old man said, I thought you said you wanted to be successful. He said, I do. He said, walk a little further. He came, dropped his head in, held him down. He had him held down just before my man was about to pass. He raised him up. He said, I got a question for you. Somebody answered the question for me. He said, when you were underwater, what did you want to do? He said, I wanted to breathe. He told the guy, he said, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, then you'll be successful. 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 Have you ever had that feeling that life was just unfulfilling? More that you try to find it, the more that you got to witness the bush that you done been in. All the pain you done went through, I'm grateful for being here. But sometimes it made me resentful. I try to keep my peace and I try not to let it burn. I'm frustrated deep down inside because I know what I deserve. But I'm still waiting on my turn. Failure is not an option. I got to just keep my faith because I know what my God has promised. I think the biggest frustration, knowing that you can make it. But still got to be patient while time is being wasted. Was making my thoughts hectic. My exes called me pathetic. Dwelling all on the past while I'm just trying to forget it. Bypassing all these distractions, success all in my eyes. Being trained to fight this battle with soldier that's on the rise. So I live up in the studio. These girls say that I'm corny. Cause I spend my time wisely. Got people depending on me. So you can say what you want, but I'ma do what I want. 
See, life is about taking risk and it's about time that I jump. Success is where I'm headed, but I don't think I get it. Spend my last on this ticket and I can't afford to miss it. I'm gone.